You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back. Let's huddle up a football podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Corey and Daniel, as I am every week. Welcome back. What's going on? Oh. What are you guys drinking tonight? It's a Wednesday night. It's a Thursday podcast, but a Wednesday night. I'm drinking Land Shark. Corey? Um, normally, uh, Wednesdays, I grab some beer on my way home, but I forgot to do that this week. So I'm drinking on some wa- sweet watermelon wine that is carbonated because I know my wife won't drink it and she won't be upset. Oh, my goodness. Daniel's been oh, drinking all night. Daniel is over here lush. He's 45 minutes late to the podcast, by the way. I, I don't remember the exact number, but Daniel's late enough that I'm charging him 3.569 shots. 3.569. That's .083 for every minute he was late. That's figured based off an hour, which I'm rounding up to 3.6, which I'm rounding up again to four. Daniel officially owes us four shots, and that is second to me, who owes five. Hmm. Got it. Hmm. Daniel, what have you been drinking tonight? Uh, started off with some champagne and then uh, went to some white wine and then finished off with, uh, with a few reds, uh, just some, some dark, dry reds. Oh, you're so, so bougie with all your champagne uh, and your wine and your reds. Mm, was it a Moscato? Yeah. It was not a Moscato. I don't know what a that Moscato is, very, is. That's very sweet. I, I'm not into the not into the sweet wines. Were Sorry, you celebrating Corey. something? What was the champagne about? Uh, no, just the particular restaurant that we went to starts you off with a complimentary champagne. So it's not even anything I paid for. Oh, but, wow. No, uh, oh, you paid for yeah. it, buddy. You're, you're paying for oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> you paid for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no special occasion. Nope. Random uh, long time overdue date night with the wife. Oh. No kids. I see. I see. Congratulations. Well, congratulations. Daniel, hold up, hold up, hold up. Daniel, would you consider a Cabernet dry? Uh, yeah. My wife force fed me some Cabernet last week, and I actually liked it. It was, it, It's good. There's Cabernet gets mixed with a some stuff sometimes, but yeah, right. Re- a regular Cabernet is, is very, very good. Yes. And you liked it, but you're drinking add, sweet watermelon wine right now. And you like that? No, no, no. I don't like it, but it's my oh, only okay. option. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> let, me, let me, I have one more question for you. When, when yeah. you, when you have a glass of wine in your hand, do you swirl it with your wrist? Um, oh my God. Uh, yes, he no, does. He does. He's no, thinking about I it. Don't. He, he would have said the, no the first, right away. No, because okay. So the first sip, you always swirl. I always swirl and smell. Oh, that that's it. You take it all in, and then from there, my wife calls me the wine chugger. So from there, it's just there's no swirling. It's just drinking. So I was at a wedding last weekend, and uh, it was with some coworkers of my wife, and there's. A new boyfriend there, one of the guys or one of the girls, and he's supposedly pretty wealthy. And he was swirling his wine, and one of the other guys whispered in my ear, "He goes, if you ever see me swirling wine like that, punch me in my goddamn face." <laughs> okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Okay. All it actually right. worked out well. Daniel's drinking champagne, <laughs> even though he has nothing to celebrate. 
Today we're going to talk life, about the Panthers. Okay, stop, stop. Celebrate. We're done. We're done. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations on a happy relationship. By the way, seriously, yeah, thank you. Spend time. Spend time with your significant other. Make it, make them a priority. Yeah. That's important. That is important. Yeah. And congratulations on you doing that, despite us harassing you the entire time. Anyway. Yep, thank you. Fucker. Anyway. <laughs> Champagne. Celebrating. The Panthers have a lot to celebrate. The Panthers are 3-0. and They lead the division. That's the point of this. It's a terrible segue, but we're going to run with it. The Panthers lead the NFC South, and none of us could have predicted that. All of us thought it would be Tampa Bay or the Saints, and it was undisputed. With or without Drew Brees, we thought the Saints could compete with Tampa Bay. Just, what, three months ago we talked about this? And here we are. We were right about the Falcons. Okay, the Falcons are absolute turds. Okay, clear as day. <laughs> but we were so absolutely wrong about the Panthers. Here they are on top of the division. In three weeks, they've beaten the Jets, the Saints, and a Houston team, albeit on their third-string quarterback. But they are nonetheless 3-0, and leading Tampa Bay by one game. Is this real, guys? Let's talk about this just for a second. Is this, a, is this just a, a benefit of a good starting schedule, or is this team the real deal? I, I, I'm, I'm on the fence a little bit. I do think they're a good football team. Do I think they're going to finish, you know, with only like three losses? No, I think they're going to probably level out, be closer to 500, but I do think they're a good football team. Um, you just talked about the strength of schedule. The Jets in Houston are supposed to be pretty bad, especially the Jets look absolutely awful. Um, we were talking about it before the show, and I pointed out that the Panthers lead the league in def- uh, yards allowed on defense at 191 yards a game, which is very, like they're absolutely shutting down these offenses. They're per game, they're 30 points ahead of the second best team in the Denver Broncos. So, the strength of schedule, I expect that number to start to climb a little bit, but they're also getting a lot of efficiency out of Sam Darnold. So I don't expect Sam Darnold to be on MVP level, but obviously the coaching there has put him in a position to be successful. And as long as they can keep doing that and this defense, you know, shows up, you know, at 75% of what they have been, I th- they're going to win football games. They're going to beat good teams. They could lose to some bad teams here and there, but I expect them to surpass 500. They could be competitive in this division. Um, hitting on the defense just real quick before I end, um, they lead the league in stacks. So I think that's usually a number. If you you know if you can keep that going, you, you're going to be pretty successful. It it stops a lot of things that the offense wants to do, and they know there's a really good pass rush coming. So I think they're going to be competitive. I don't know how good they're going to be, but I don't think they're a bad team. Uh, I think they're for real. Um, I, I think early in the off season, or I guess late in the off season, I had mentioned them as a team to look out for, but I didn't think that it would happen this quick. I remember saying, give them another year and the way they've been focusing their draft picks and their priorities and free agency has been everything that they should have. Um, not this previous draft, but the draft before Matt rules, um, you know, first season with the team, he had all of his eight picks were dedicated towards defense because the defense was terrible. And then now most of those picks are showing up and then they spent their first uh, pick this, this last draft on JC Horn in the first round. Um, So, you know, and, and acquire Sam Darnold in the off 
off season. So I think, I think this team is absolutely for real. When I look at the way their defense is showing up, I mean, Derek Brown is so underrated. Their defensive lineman, he, he, I mean, he could win defensive player of the year eventually. I mean, he is very, very good. Brian Burns off the edge. Um, they traded for Hassan Reddick from the Cardinals, who was a very, very good athlete. They just traded for this week after losing J.C. Horn. They just traded for C.J. Henderson from the Jaguars, who drafted him in the first round a couple years ago. So he's a good, fresh prospect, too, that they're kind of just plug and play. And like Corey said, Sam Darnold has been playing really, really well. He's actually really surprised me. Um, I love DJ Moore. I love their draft pick, Terrace Marshall. Um, Tommy Tremble at tight end is the next big thing. I'm calling it right now. They love Tommy Tremble out of Notre Dame. Uh, the offensive line is playing very, very well. I think this team is absolutely for real. Do I think they're going to win, you know, 12, 13 games? Probably not. But um, I, I think they're a team that no one wants to play right now, and especially when it gets late in the year, Christian McCaffrey's back, strong defense. No one's going to want to play them in the playoffs because this is a team that they, they could literally win every game and no one would you know question it because they have so much talent and young talent on each side of the ball. You know, yeah, and real, real quick with Sam Darnold, he, he's not lighting up the stat sheet. He's only got three touchdowns, one interception but he is ninth in the league in yards. Um, so they are moving, moving the ball in the, uh, in the passing game. He just isn't quite lighting it up. I, hopefully that improves. Um, I think they're getting probably a lot out of their run game, but um, I, whether it improves or not, I think as long as he stays efficient and keeps doing what he's doing, they're going to be successful. So I'm looking at the rest of the schedule and <clears throat> my notes are very cryptic right now. It was like tally marks, as you guys spoke, I tried to listen to you and pay attention to the schedule at the same time. I wrote down four, five, and five, with four being games I expect them to win, no matter what, five being games I expect them to lose, and five being games that could I could go either way. So that would put, the, let's say, they're 3-0 and right now, so I'm 7-0 and is my prediction, immediately. And then five games hang in the balance. Those games would be games like the Eagles, uh, the Giants, uh, Patriots, that hangs in the balance. We don't know what we have there. Washington, a great defense. We don't know what that game's going to look like. But I do Wait, see it. So you're, you're saying that the Eagles and Patriots, you don't know that they're going to win, but you think they're going to beat the Cowboys for sure this week? The thing about the Cowboys is that the offense is still so potent. It's a very potent offense, and we haven't seen the Panthers face that yet. The Saints, although could have been potent, we're without Drew Brees. We're without Michael Thomas. Yeah, we still have Alvin Kamara, but they just happened to meet up in, a, in the second game that Jameis Winston started, and the Saints scored seven points. They're not a great team anymore, guys. I mean, let's just accept the fact that they're not who we thought they were, and Alvin Kamara can't do everything, right? That's what we're seeing. They're not who we thought they were. Alvin Kamara is a fantastic <laughs> fantasy asset. The team runs through Alvin Kamara, but Alvin Kamara is not going to put up 27 points. That's what it took to win that game. I mean, I think they lose this week in, in, in Dallas. I think they lose in Dallas also. That's what I'm saying. I didn't list that as you, a I team. I thought you said win. they were seven. You, you saw them going seven and oh. No, so no, 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 no
Well, how many games did you have them losing? I was basically guaranteeing seven wins and guaranteeing five losses, and the rest of the five games, I couldn't decide how it would go. That's what I'm saying. I got you. Yeah. So okay. you've got them at like ten and seven, basically. That's what I'm saying. Ten and seven. If you split nine and eight, points. yeah, yeah. And in that division, I wonder if that's enough to beat Tampa Bay. Man, what a rough way to end the year. They play. Buffalo, Tampa, Saints, and then Tampa again. My God, that if it, sucks. If I at the end of the year, schedule. here's the deal. I looked at that too, and that's where it's all going to come down to. And they have Tom Brady. That's the truth. Uh, that's the absolute truth. If this Panthers team is on fire, though, and Saquon Barkley is finally healthy, I'm sorry, not Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, anything's possible. I think they could split with the Buccaneers. Am I wrong? I mean, it's a division game. Anything could happen. You never know. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know about these late-season games, and those are the games that actually mark down as losses for them. I would expect them to lose to Tampa Bay twice, even here, still. Here's what, here's what I can't expect looking at the schedule. That last game with the Buccaneers at 1 p.m., um, I expect that to be flexed down to a 4 o'clock game because I bet there's going to be playoff implications with the Panthers in that last week of the season. There you have it. Daniel, do you disagree with that? Playoff implications in week 17 or 18. Or whatever I think it's, hell it it's easy to say that because they're 3-0. and I mean, the odds of them making the playoffs are probably pretty strong. I mean, what is it, in the 60s or 70s as far as percent? They're, I mean, they're on the fast track right now. They just got to keep it going. So nobody's disagreeing that the Panthers are going to make the playoffs. Is that what we're saying? Correct. We, yeah. were, we uh, were wrong. We were wrong so about the Panthers. I, a long Daniel's, season. Daniel's right. I just pulled up um, – ESPN's FPI, which is like their analytical power rankings, and they've got them about middle of the pack right now. So, if that means anything to you. Middle of the pack they makes the look- playoffs. Middle of the pack makes the playoffs now, by the way. I will uh, say this. Not quite. I will say this. If they did not play Houston this past week, they would have lost. They looked lost without Christian McCaffrey when he went down. I mean, they were dominating the game. He went down and it was kind of one of those quick out of the game out, you know, indefinitely until we get more testing and you could, you could tell that the team felt it. I mean, they, they didn't put up a point for, it felt like, you know, a quarter and a half against what was supposed to be just a horrible Texans team. So, I mean, they didn't do themselves justice with looking pretty bad. Although it was a Thursday night, you never know what Thursday night games, you know, it's a short week, but man, they, they did not look uh, convincingly that much better than the Texans on Thursday. Not to, I, I'm going to throw it off script here a little bit, Tony, sorry. But in the uh, work fantasy league, we have, um, what's the, what's our free, what, what do you call the system we use? Fab free agent acquisition budget. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a hundred dollar budget each week. Chuba Hubbard went for seventy five dollars this week. That's seventy five percent of that player's budget. What I guess? How valuable do you think he's going to be to the Panthers in these next two to three weeks? Daniel. Well, what I liked about that is that he went to this um, Christian McCaffrey owner, which is exactly what I was thinking. If I was the Christian McCaffrey owner. Um, he is probably going to be value Chuba Hubbard, by the way, he's probably going to be valuable for the next two weeks after that it's up to Christian McCaffrey. And what sucks about hamstring injuries, they can be re-aggravated very, very quickly with the soft tissue. 
So I, I was thinking that if, if I was the Christian McCaffrey owner and I had my whole budget available, I, 75 was perfect amount. I was even thinking up to 80. Um, but if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner and you don't have Chuba Hubbard, you have to go all in just to have that insurance that Christian McCaffrey's already hurt and it's already a hamstring. That's a bad sign. But I think he potentially could be very valuable to that team. Okay, so while we ask, ask that question, let's ask it in, so that's a redraft free, uh, I'm sorry, fab question. Let's ask the same for Dynasty. Let's talk about picks and players. What would you give in Dynasty for that, for that Chuba Hubbard? As the CMC owner, by the way, same scenario. It, it's kind of different. I, I, not as much, honestly. I think long-term... Because when you're in redraft, you're literally just buying weeks with these. You're, it's week to week. But in Dynasty, like a Dynasty League that, by the way, for people that don't know, just you know never ends. You have the same team unless you trade them or drop them. Um, I, I'm more encouraged by Chris McCaffrey just kind of being there more longer term, you know, for the next two or three years. But um, if you're in redraft, it's end of the year is the end of the year. It's all, you put it all on the table throughout this year. So I think he's far more valuable in redraft than he is in dynasty. Um, to be honest at this point, there you have it. Well, you got, I think in dynasty, you got to assume he's our priority on a roster too. He's probably not on free agents. Well, yeah. Sure, so sure. I think Tony was saying, what would you trade, you know, to get Chuba Hubbard if you're the Christian McCaffrey owner and didn't have him, which ironically is the scenario, um, in the huddle up, Dynasty League. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, I am the Christian McCaffrey owner, and I do not have Chuba Hubbard because he was taken pretty high in our rookie draft. Um, I I mean, and he's already hurt. I need to sub him out, that kind of thing. I mean, he might be worth a flyer on like a, a second-round pick, um, you know, just to have that insurance plus these added weeks of just getting, you know, guaranteed workload. There is a chance and I hate even saying this because I hate this man, but Royce Freeman, he could potentially be more involved than we think. Um, he got a few carries last week. Man, he just failed in Denver, flat out failed. But it, it could be a thing to where, you know, Chris McCaffrey is Chris McCaffrey. They're going to give him, you know, 100% of the workload if they can. But after he's out, you never know what Matt Rule is going to do. He could just kind of have a 60-40 timeshare there between Royce Freeman. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. So therefore maybe a second round pick, uh, an early third, I'd trade up for Chuba, but not, a, not a whole lot that I would give up. I would just kind of work around it for now. I was thinking my a thought, second round pick, second round pick is right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, my, it's right around there. My thought is, is if Hubbard was drafted at the three Oh five in your dynasty draft, your rookie draft, you offer him a second. If he was drafted at the two Oh five, you offer him a first. Yeah, I think you got to go either ha you know a half a round to a full round above what he was drafted at because his value has increased so much. Yeah, I think he was drafted pretty high. He was drafted the two hundred eight in our rookie yeah. draft. I feel like that was pretty high. So somebody might somebody might ask a first rounder for him. I don't know if he's yeah. worth that, but that might be what it takes to get him. Too much. I don't. I don't. Too much. I don't think he's worth that. Too yeah, much. too much. Wow. I agree. Hey, you know what? But. One thing, I, honestly, I didn't expect us to talk about the Panthers this long. Wow. Well, they're pretty good. And they're I, really it's good. It's kind of a story out of nowhere, and I like it. It really I like is. Them, 
we talked about how much we were fans of Sam Darnold coming in and how much we're rooting for him. And I think it's nice that it's actually coming to fruition. It really is. I love that Sparkin. I worry about only 69 points for the team. Like 69 points is not enough over three games. I just feel like it's not enough. I worry, like you guys said, the Panthers may end up being a middle of the road team and we could all be fooled. We could all be well, fooled by these first three weeks. If, if you're a Panthers fan and you get a middle of the road to a playoff team, I think you're extremely happy because what you had before this was not that. So it, it's a step in the right direction. And you got to think if, if Sam Darnold's playing this efficient, he's going to be the long-term plan and they're only going to get better. They're going to start drafting more weapons, more offensive linemen, all the goods. They're going to, they're just going to surround them with it. So if they it, like, if that's what you're getting, you're going to be happy with it. Corey, would you yeah. bet that the Panthers would make the playoffs? Would you bet that? Like, if you were, mm. if you were a betting man, would they make the playoffs? Mm. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I would. You'd bet that. You'd bet that they would. Yeah, I think so. Okay, here you go. Best bets of the week. Welcome back to best bets of the week. The bets are hot. The seats are hot. I'm six and six on the season. I went one one and three last week. Daniel's seven and five on the season. He went two and two last week. At the end of the season, we'll put our records together, see who did the best, and there's shots on the line, just like there is on everything else, every other competition in this show. Um, I'll just open it up with my first best bet of the week. I've got the Colts plus one and a half at the Dolphins. And you've got to think I'm crazy because the Colts look like dog shit. Frank Reich needs fired. <laughs> He's a horrible play caller. Jonathan Taylor's ass. The off- offensive line's ass. You got to remember this Colts team is its a solid team. Um, I think it's been a rough start to the season. Quentin Nelson's hurt. Uh, the defense hasn't been playing up to, you know, up to par of what we expected. But I only expect it to get better. Another week of Carson's ankles uh, healing. I, I mean, I've sprained two ankles in the past two years. Did you say ankles? Ankles, yeah. I think I've sprained them both. It might have been the same one twice, but it's horrible. I'd rather, I think I'd rather snap my arm in half than sprain an ankle. It's that bad. Um, but I know over over a couple weeks' time period, you definitely get your mobility back. That first week is absolutely rough. Um but I think the big thing here is I, I expect the Colts to probably have a performance like they did last week. They're going to move the ball. I think they're going to convert more than they did last week. But ultimately, Jacoby Brissett's starting for the Dolphins, and I do not expect that offense to be productive. This Colts defense is familiar with Jacoby Brissett. I expect the Colts defense to just absolutely pummel Jacoby Brissett in this offense. As much as I love him, he's a solid quarterback. I just don't think he's prepared to be in the spot he's being uh, prepared to be in this spot at this point in the season. So Colts plus one and a half. I think they win this game. I think they get a dub on the board. I think the fan base chills the fuck out for a minute and we move on throughout the rest of the season. Corey, you, you said you said the Colts are gonna play a game like they did last week. Let me ask you a question. Uh, over under thirteen carries for Jonathan Taylor. I, I would expect it to go over that. I, I They're adjusting. I think it's going to be like last year. I think Frank knows he's got to be more efficient in the run game. When Jonathan Taylor got the ball last week, he looked good. He just didn't yeah. get it enough. It's, how, is, how does that happen? That, that's the most frustrating thing in the entire NFL right now. 
honestly. I know. They should, fire, they should just fire Frank Reich. He's horrible. Six, oh, my six God. Yards clip. He's horrible. Six yards Stop. Clip. It's a clip. Oh, my God. He's horrible. Game. Stop. And he gets 10 carries. What is that? Marlon Max, a healthy scratch. You have him and Naeem Hines. You have a close game the whole time. And you give Jonathan Taylor 10 carries. I agree. I agree. He should have been more involved, especially knowing that Carson's not going to be as mobile as he should be. So yeah, I, you have I her quarterback, agree. and he still doesn't get it. I, I completely agree. That? But at the same oh. time, you, you got to think. I mean, if you're the Colts coaches, you're going to be like, okay, the Titans are going to expect us to just pound the rock the whole game because Carson's hurt. So I think you have to adjust off that. You got to self scout. Like, there, I think there's more to it than just handing Jonathan Taylor the rock because that's your best asset. Because well, you adjust mid game. If if he's averaging six yards a carry, you keep doing it. If it works, sure. I don't know. I've lost all faith in Frank Reich and the Colts. I know they've had a rough schedule starting off, but if you give Jonathan Taylor ten carries and Naeem Hine ten carries in the same game, you should be fired. Daniel, Daniel, excuse me. All right, excuse me, Daniel. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Yeah. Let's be honest about what's happening here. Uh-huh. You're a Baltimore Ravens fan, and, sure. and you're bitter because the Colts are now in Indianapolis. So I'm tired no, I'm, of hearing all this no, hate I, I, against I Frank Wright. Know what was happening when that happened? I am bitter because I can see what should be happening, and they can't. I'm sitting on my couch on Sundays. They're doing it for a living. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's all right. why I'm bitter. I like to watch football, and I don't like to watch the Colts. All because right. they do, they do this. Listen, I feel like you're projecting, but that's fine. Listen, we were losing. Yeah, you got to throw the ball. You got two of the best. It was so cool. It was a one-score game the whole the time. Carries. It was a one-score game. They weren't losing by that much the whole game. We're moving on. It was just no more of the Colts. Bad. No more of the Colts. This is not about the Colts and Dolphins. <sighs> yeah, this about, please. This is about the Colts please. at the Dolphins. Colts plus one and a half. At the Dolphins. Lock it in. Corey. All you got to do is give Jonathan Taylor the ball. Oh All God. right. Um, Daniel. So next. Yeah. Move on. Um, I have a game. So speaking of the Titans from last week, Julio Jones was told, I guess we heard in the news today, that Julio Jones uh, suffered an injury and is up in the air. Status is up in the air. A.J. Brown also hurt. He's probably not going to play week to week. Doesn't sound good that he's going to play the very next week. So I'm assuming the Titans are going to be without Julio and AJ Brown. Um, I know they're playing the jets. Jets are not good, but the Titans are going to be very one dimensional this week. Um, Jets can't score. We know that Um, Titans, you know, they're going to be one dimensional. Derrick Henry may put up 202. He's just Derrick Henry, but the over-under on that game is 44, and I'm just going to take the under. I, I have bad vibes about this game right now, just with Julio being out. Um, Jets on one side and then Titans without Julio on the other. So um, I'm going to take under 44 on the Jets and Titans. My next game I got this week is the Lions at the Packers. I got the Lions plus three. Listen, the Lions are 0-3. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Corey, say it again. What? Lions at where? Lions at the Bears. Thank you, sir. Go ahead. The Packers? You did, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Packers, it's fine. That's fine. Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Uh, Lions are at the uh, the Bears. (laughs) I've got (laughs) a lot. 
I've got the Lions plus three. The Lions have been playing tough every week. I, I, and the Bears have looked time. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's time. The Bears look like absolute dog shit. We were talking about hot seats. We didn't quite get to Matt Nagy, but Justin Fields is only completing 40% of his passes. I mean, Lord have mercy. I could design an offense to where I could complete more than 40% of my passes in the NFL. Um, it, it, it's just pathetic. Andy Dalton's not back. Um, or is he? He ain't going to be back. Yeah, or is he? Or, I, he? I didn't know. He's the starter when know? he's healthy. Oh, he's the best. Well, well no, he, I mean, is he actually like, going to be healthy? Is no, he I think it was, it was like three or four weeks last time I heard. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't be that. wrong. Did you guys hear something different? I, I don't know what I've heard. I honestly don't know if he's okay. going to be back or not. Well, I, I'm glad you made everybody that's listening question my uh, – <laughs> no, I, I no, I was asking you if you'd heard if he's officially out. Because last time I heard from Nagy, all three quarterbacks were in play. Okay. <laughs> Regardless of who's playing, the offense is terrible. Uh, wait the a minute. Lions wait, are... wait, wait, wait. It would be like Matt Nagy to say that a quarterback who was injured and that could not be available for play is up for grabs in the game this week. I'm just, I just oh, want to totally put that be. out there. Yeah. That he would say... Yeah. Deshaun Watson is available, even though Deshaun Watson is not a Chicago Bear. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Either way, I like to pick, Corey. Lions plus three at the Bears. Cool. Um, one of my overs, I've got two unders and two overs this week. Um, I'm taking the Browns-Vikings game. I really like this. Um, Browns are kind of firing on all cylinders with OBJ back. Um, he looked great. Picked up kind of right where he left off there. I was really encouraged to see that. Kareem Hunt had himself a game. Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. Um, this Vikings defense kind of, it, it kind of showed up in the second half last week. I, I was mentioning to Corey, I got some uh, I got some bad beats last week with my picks. Uh, the Seahawks, man, they were sticking it to the Vikings. It was going back and forth and back and forth. I think it was like yeah. 17, to, 17 to 14 at halftime. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then the Seahawks came out, didn't score a single point the whole second half. That was crazy. But um, I expected this Vikings defense to get a little better throughout the year. It may happen, but I I like the Browns um, in this one. And then Kirk Cousins has been playing really, really well. I think Dalvin Cook probably going to be back. Justin Jefferson's playing great. Uh, The the over-under is 51 and a half, and I'm going to take that all day with this Browns-Vikings matchup. I just really like both sides of the ball. Even though I like both defenses, I think uh, both offenses are just going to make it happen. Vikings look tough. Yeah, for sure. And so do the Rams. The Rams are minus four and a half versus the Cardinals this week. I like the Cardinals. They're a good football team, but I think the Rams are just on a different level. Um Aaron Donald's going to have the mobility to kind of wrangle Kyler in. He's still, Kyler's still going to get out of the pocket, make some plays, but it's going to be a little tougher this week than it, than it will be for every other game the rest of the season. So uh, Rams, in my personal opinion, best team in football right now. They just beat the Buccaneers, who are probably the second choice next to the Chiefs. Um, give me the Rams minus four and a half versus the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, the Rams are at home playing the Cardinals. Give it to me. And I almost picked that game for my over-under, but Kyler against the Jags last week didn't – he's been on fire. I mean, straight-up MVP campaign next to Matt Stafford still, but, man, he kind of scared me against the Jags. He did not play his best game. So 
you know, I don't know how he was going to play against the Rams. So I, I like that. I like that too. I, I just hope the Cardinals can, can keep up. And it was a super high over under. Um, but I'm actually going to take another under here. Uh, Washington football team and the Falcons. I'm getting bad vibes from both of these teams, especially the Falcons. I mean, God, the Falcons and Giants, they were playing last week, and it kind of felt like they were trying to both lose the game. I mean, it was just all, it was seven to six for like two and a half quarters. <laughs> so um, Washington, their defense is just overrated at this point. I mean, the Bills just lit them up. And it was like the third week in a row that Washington has not shown up on defense. But this is two offenses that haven't really gotten it going yet. Um, I know Washington hung in some points on the Bills late, kind of kind of more of a garbage time because the Bills were already up so much they'd already basically won the game. But um, this is just two, two kind of bad teams that I think uh, it's kind of a recipe for an under game. And it was 47. Kind of seemed a little high for me, so I'm taking the under on Washington and Atlanta at 47. Speaking of two bad teams, we got the Ravens at the Broncos. <laughs> uh, hey, 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 the Broncos look tough this year. Um, the defense is solid. Teddy Bridgewater's looked efficient, kind of like he did in Carolina. Uh, he's never been a bad quarterback. He's very serviceable. But I think ultimately, and I know I kind of bashed Lamar last week, but he looked clutch again this week. The Ravens should win this football game. I know it's in Denver. I know the Broncos have looked tough. The defense is solid. But Lamar is a different animal. Um, when, the, when the Ravens are plus one, and I think they're the better football team, I'm just going to take it. There's really no more to it. I I just If it, if it turns into a shootout, there's, I don't think there's any way the Broncos keep up. And I think the Ravens have the, you know, more of the potential to put up all the points. But I don't think the Broncos do. Granted, the Broncos' defense is solid. But Lamar's the type of player that can make a good defense look bad. So Ravens plus one. I think they're the better football team. They're getting points. You just gotta, you, you just gotta take it. I saw this one on the slate coming up, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna pencil that in as one of my unders because the, the, you know, the Broncos D and the Ravens D, those are both very good, and then the offenses are you know, week to week, basically. But Vegas, man, they're they're taunting me on this one. It was 44, so I didn't touch it. But, but, but Daniel, kinda... how much do you really like the Ravens D? Like, how much do you love the, the Ravens D? The D. Uh, I see where you're going with this, but um, I'm just going to move on. But 44 just seemed kind of kind of low to me. It's, it's a very possible reality that it could finish around there so i didn't want to touch that otherwise i was going to pencil that in as kind of a kind of an under especially since it's in denver might be one of those you know defensive battle type games but um last game i'm actually picking is monday night the battle of the two leaders of the afc west who saw this coming the chiefs are in last place It is the Chargers and Raiders. I think this has the potential to be one of the shootouts of the week. Um, the Raiders, you know, when, when they've been getting down in ball games, they just they give in the hands of Derek Carr. He leads the league in passing yards. You guys, you guys know this. It's almost every week that he we leads talked the about league this in last passing week. yards. We talked about this yeah, last week. Yeah, but he's still do, he's still yep. doing it. He's yep. still doing it. Yeah. 
Um, and Justin Herbert, man, he looks awesome. He is just talk about a surgeon in the pocket. I, I love watching Justin Herbert, but um, I think these are two two pretty good teams. Their defenses are just you know okay. The Chiefs kind of beat themselves last week. Um, the Chargers, you know, forced three turnovers on the F- Chiefs' first three drives, so it kind of looked as though the the Chargers were making it happen, but really the Chiefs just kind of beat themselves. But um, the Chargers and Raiders, I think this is going to be a great game. It, the over-under is 52. I am taking the over. I think we're going to have a great Monday night game. Hey, just uh, a few weeks ago, we had a conversation about best division in football. Do you think it's safe now to throw the AFC North in the garbage? Uh, Yeah, Steelers look like crap. Bengals don't look that good. The Ravens up and down. I, I think it's very clearly... Um, the AFC, or sorry, NFC West. Well, I, I think this might be a conversation for next week. The AFC West versus the NFC West both look like very good football divisions. Yeah, yeah, very good. I mean, the Broncos look for real, the Chargers look for real, and the Raiders are still undefeated. And, you know, we know the Chiefs are going to finish very high. Heck, they could be the Super Bowl winners already this year, but they're one and two. Oh, they're still the so, Yeah, yeah. That's saying something. That's how good they are. Well, there you have it. Anybody have anything else? Did we miss something? I had a bet. I, well, I, I forgot to mention too. talk about the uh, talking about the AFC West. I picked the Chiefs and Chargers last week to hit the over. And like I mentioned, the Chiefs just kept rolling all the way down the field, turning the ball over and then going all the way down the field, turning the ball over. And the over under is 55 the extra point attempt that the Chargers missed, like with 30 seconds left, put it as a push, and he missed it. An extra point. <laughs> I was so close to hitting all my picks and like being a push and not having a defeat last week, but God, it just, man, did not come together. That's why uh, sports betting sucks, everyone. That's why yeah, sports you, betting if, sucks. If you have a yeah. gambling issue, call 1 800. I have a gambling yeah. issue. And, and get help. That's a long, get help. A long number. <laughs> you shouldn't. You should not have a gambling issue. If you do, get help. Anybody else? But if you if you have a gambling yep. issue and you want a free NFL jersey, uh, Caesars. If you bet a hundred dollars. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. (laughs) Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three. But seriously, if you have a gambling issue, get some help.